1: And we are back, part two of uh, what's that movie we're doing? Oh yeah, Dazed and Confused.
2: Oh yeah, confused or that was dazed? About it.
1: That, that was an unintentional joke because I really did forget for a second.
2: <laughs> unintentional joke is the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. So, uh, so yeah, so we we just experienced the hazing, uh, the accepted hazing of the cheerleader freshman, uh, and we are gonna hear about that dreaded pledge again because the gang is again trying to talk pink into just signing it again don't do it for the coach do it for us we need you um so it's at this point we jump to the cheerleaders uh they now have the freshmen loaded in the back of a couple of pickup trucks and to clean all of the hazing debris off them (laughs) they drive them through a car wash um it looks like it actually worked they got pretty clean um but it is Texas, so the weather's good It's alright, you know Obviously the water wasn't too hot uh, So, yeah uh, We now jump to Pickford's house Where Slater and Pink have arrived To hang out with uh, Pickford and Michelle And Slater and Pink both flirt with Pickford's mom Which is kind of funny <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I'm really here to see you, <laughs> Mrs. Pickford uh, Until the dad walks out He's a fucking giant I guess the boys don't care.
2: Um, this best sucker suit,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. I had one of those. Um, so, um, yeah, so again, this movie is just like a lot of movies I do. There's a lot of quick cuts, a lot of scene jumping really quick. So, um, the cheerleaders are dropping the freshmen off at their houses. So, uh, they get to Sabrina's house and Jody invites her to hang out with them that night. She thinks she's cool. So, she's gonna try to get her into the, you know, into the, the uh, in crowd. So um, we're back at Pickford's They're in Pickford's room um, The four of them are They're lighting up in his room um Getting ready to get more high Because I can't just say get high Because they're already high They're just yeah. going to get more also, high
2: Also I don't know why I didn't think about this when, the, when we were talking about the scene But when they do the whole like the whole, did, did we get to the scene yet Where they're like with the girls Is this after It's got to be before the car wash Because the car wash cleans the, the fucking weird Like condiments off them um, yeah. It, it's so creepy when they're making like the freshman girls talk to the senior guys about what they would do for them.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. the proposals, the forced proposals were gross. And like I said, Don, yeah. Don, oh. he went douchebag for a minute. Like he, he almost couldn't come back after that. I mean, was yeah. It was
2: so like, <laughs> he was a pig. It's you know? so like cringeworthy.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tony handled it fine, you know, because yeah. he, he's a nerdy gentleman. But, um, yeah, it, yeah, it was gross, but again, it was accepted. It was totally I think that's what we
2: got on our Elizabeth Banks Parker Posey debate. Yes, and that I, yes. And that's probably that I happened. completely forgot to bring up how like cringe
1: that was. Oh, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I guess of the time, kind of stuff, there's a lot of ass slapping and groping, oh, yeah, and
2: pedophiles yep. and pedophiles. Uh, and pedophiles. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll
0: get to the, we'll yeah, get we'll to get the to that. rampant pedophilia in this yeah.
1: movie. yes, exactly. Uh, so they are lighting up, only to be uh, have the mood crushed by uh, Pickford's parents knocking on the door to so find out why there is a beer delivery guy out in the driveway dropping off a cake. Fucking dude <laughs> showed up early because they're going they're they're going away for the weekend. Um, no, anymore. <laughs> no, Pickford Pickford tries to uh, deflect and straighten out the situation, but it's too late. That says, "Unpack the car. We're staying home." So. Uh parties canceled. This party we've been hearing so much about from all the kids is no more. Um, so uh we jump into another uh nice little montage. Uh you know, uh Edgar went to free ride, great fucking tune. Uh that starts playing. And I love the way that he does this too, and it's a simple thing, but he the the montage is playing because that's what's on the radio at that moment. So all the kids in wherever they are, whether they're in a car or, or they're somewhere yep. else, they're all hearing it playing on the radio. And some of them are singing to it and stuff. And he, he does that quite a few times in the movie. And I think it's just a really nice touch to unite these kids, you know, even when they're not physically together. I so, will say um, the
2: majority of my score on this movie is going to come from the soundtrack, the cars and the cast.
1: There you go. That's cool. Hey, whatever it takes, yeah. you
2: know, cause they're all very good choices.
1: Yes. Um, so uh yeah, so free free rides playing. There's a montage going. We see a quick shot of the little league baseball game that was referenced earlier. Uh Mitch is pitching. Um we watch Michelle painting a uh faces. She's painting some statues that they absconded with uh with members of KISS. Um apparently I looked it up. There's a lot more to those statues that was removed from the movie for was edited out. Um as to where they stole these statues from And they had to give them back And all sorts of shit I can understand why they removed it So it's a little weird that they sort of just These statues sort of show up But that's what's going on She's painting painting them up to look like the band Kiss um, We see Tony, Mike, and Cynthia head out uh, Then the, the the high school guys They arrive at the uh, the baseball game Getting ready to paddle Mitch after the game We see the top notch burger um, and get our first glimpse of the aforementioned pedophile, uh, (laughs) Watterson. Just for a brief second, his friggin' Chevelle SS pulls into the parking (laughs) lot of the top notch burger. Um, It's an old fashioned uh, drive up burger place. And it was a real place. It was called the top notch. And I think it closed in 2008 or something like that. And it was another.
0: This really bothered me. The top notch burger the U on the sign was broken. Yes. The, the, the top-notch bajurger. Yes. It, I know. In every <laughs> shot. Yes. It, it did something internally to me. It yes. was, like, it was I, like,
1: I just want to fix it. Yes. Um, yes. It was in another movie. I think it might have been Varsity Blues or it, it made it into another Texas football movie. Um, but yeah, it was a real place. They didn't even change the name of it. Uh, and it, it just, obviously, the, the, the whole point of that quick shot was to let you know that that was the place to be in the town they're from, you know? Um, and then we see, we see a few stoners show up at Pickford's house for the party. not knowing it's been canceled. They knock on the door and Pickford's dad answers. So they're a little bit flabbergasted when that happens. Um, so we are at the baseball game. Uh, the boys are taunting Mitch unmercifully as he pitches. It's the, I don't, I don't want to say it's the bottom of the ninth because I think it's only six or seven innings, but anyway, he's pitched. He's got one more out left. Um, even Tommy and Carl, even his friends are, like, piling it on. They're coming up to the mound, and they're they're trying to keep him focused, but they're busting his balls, too, even though they're going to get it. Like, they know they're going to get it, but, you know, they're trying to deflect, I guess. Uh, Mitch gets the last strikeout, and he seals his fate because it's paddle time now. Uh, we jump to a quick conversation, a, uh, a quick little scene of Pink having a conversation with, a, with an old guy and his wife. Um the old guy is very curious as to how Pink's arm is because he's a super you know, fan of the of the high school football team and I mean that's something I can't relate to that's definitely like a south and a very much a Texas thing where like high school football is as like it's a it's a staple of of these towns and oh, yeah. yeah everybody rooted for my high school football team but like all right season's done let's move on but it's different down there. So this this guy was very concerned. He just wanted to make sure that, that Pink was ready for next season. And he got a lot of seniors coming back. He knew a lot about the team. Um, we start off with, uh, and so then, um, again, a quick montage. No more Mr. Nice Guy starts playing as Mitch is getting paddled in slow motion. And it's brutal. Right? Oh, it's so, so bad. Right? Um, roll the clip.
3: Need a ride? Yeah. Uh, I think they left me. Here you go, man. Yeah, there's always one senior who has to be the badass. I think O'Banion's gonna be the first senior in history to take that honors two years in a row. <laughs> Guy's a dick, right? Yeah, he's uh, kind of a joke. He's not a bad guy to have on your side, though, blocking for you. Yeah. Did you get it bad when you a freshman? <laughs> Shit, man. Oh, uh, they waited for my ass after baseball practice got me god it was vicious <laughs> i mean actually it is best to get a lot of once, you know because after about 10 licks your ass gets so numb you might as well get it over with cool. I, mean, I had some pretty cool seniors though, you know they take you out and bust the hell out of you and then don't go get you drunk you know stuff like that
4: cool
3: Thanks, man. Yeah, you can. Uh, hey, man. Uh, look, since the party's not going on, me and some of the other guys will probably end up just riding around. You want us to stop by and pick you up? What, you think that's a good idea? Oh, yeah, sure, man. No problem. Even after you've gotten it bad, the guys haven't got you yet. will give you a few days to rest. It, uh, it'd be a pretty cool move to show up and let them know it doesn't bother you that much. Yeah, okay. Cool. See you later? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the ride, man. Hey, man, uh, put some ice on it for a while. After that, it won't be anything if your beers can't take care of.
1: So, I mean, yeah, it goes, it it definitely, in this movie, they explain the different cliques in high school, but they also break down that wall and show that they're human beings. They're young yeah. human beings that do stupid stuff. But the fact that, you know, that Pink is inviting Mitch to join the, you know, th- to join the guys and hang out, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there isn't that, 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 per- that perception of these clicks that a lot of people have is, is fake. It's false. It's wrong because they just don't know, you know, there is interaction. There is, there is sort of, you know, a love and it, and it was real because I experienced it firsthand, you know, back then. So. You know that was that was a that was a cool little scene um i don't know if it was the paddle scene that paddle scene but i read that um affleck shattered his ankle because he missed and he hit his ankle with the bat in one of those scenes and he finished the scene but then he had a he had to have his ankle taped up for the rest of the movie so or cast i don't know what but um so we we jumped to another, another music montage uh uh, low Ride I mean Slow Ride by, No, no, no It was Low Rider Sorry it was, mm. it was Low Rider That 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 song Another great song um, Just a lot of driving You know The kids Other cars and stuff Just seeing all the old cars again It was so cool um, We jump into the nerd's car And <laughs> Mike has decided That he is He is not altruistic enough To be an ACLU lawyer Like he wanted to be And help the uh, downtrodden And poor Mainly just because He hates people and man, did I, I wanted to hug him and high five him because i that's when I said, you know, if this movie wasn't me enough, that's me. He's me. Right. I think it's great that there are ACLU lawyers that will help those people. But fuck those people because I hate them all. Um, I love how he even says to his friends, no, I, I don't hate you guys. You guys are like, all right, right. You know, I hate people. Um, so, yeah, this is a funny little scene. And now we will be introduced to uh, Matthew McConaughey's Wooderson, uh, like I said, pedophile, and this is Matthew McConaughey's first movie, believe yeah. it or not, so roll that clip.
3: Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, man, who's car? You know Wooderson? Oh, how's it going, man? Hey.
4: Pretty good. How's it going with you? say man you got a joint uh no not on me man <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if you did
3: <laughs> all
4: right all right
1: all right <laughs> yeah, i had to pull that clip obviously just because to. of those two lines because um, I mean all right, all right, all right. That's like world famous. And you, iconic, you you've yeah. never seen yeah. that movie and you know that yep, that line, right? It'd, It'd be, be a, a lot cooler one. if you did. That's a that's a it's line a that has been used in my house quite often. Many times when like my kids have not like come home and they didn't do as well on a test. And, uh, yeah, I didn't do too well. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> you know, um, just to sort of keep the keep the brevity but not uh let them get away with it. But yeah. I'm sorry. I'm cashew eating right now. I shouldn't do that when I'm leading. Yeah, it's
2: okay. It's it's I like fine. hearing you with nuts in your
1: mouth. <laughs> and I love it when there's nuts in my mouth. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I also you know read a little trivia that the the carry the character of Wooderson is based on Matthew McConaughey's older brother. So because M- McConaughey is a Texas guy through and through, him. he's born and raised in Texas. He lived that life. So he knows it and yeah he based he based waterson on his older brother um and the the cool thing is and we're going to hear this little quote from the movie a little bit later but matthew mcconaughey's production company's name is jkl productions and that stands for a quote from waterson his life credo which is just keep living l i v i n yeah saying. So, uh, so yep. you
0: mean to tell me there's a McConaughey that's more McConaughey
1: than <laughs> yes. fucking Matthew
0: McConaughey? Jesus Apparently
1: Christ. Apparently
0: so. Apparently Holy so. Shit. Yep. 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 I base this character my brother. He's just so laid back and chill. It's fucking <laughs>
2: amazing, bro. All right. All right. All right. That's a good one. All that's right. All right. All right. I like that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, so, what's up with his eyebrows?
2: Mm. Was he trying out for
1: Thor uh, Dark World? <laughs> or original Thor. I think that was I think that was natural sun bleached eyebrows. I don't think that was uh, Kevin Feige forced blonde eyebrows. Did you spit oh, out man. your beer? Yeah,
0: I held it <laughs> uh, What yeah. a reference! What a reference! I know.
1: Uh, so the gang they they head over to the Emporium, which is a you know the game room in a pool hall and everything else. There. That's where everybody hangs out. The usual suspects are there. Uh, we see lots of people playing pool. We see people playing foosball. And again, I spent my life playing foosball, my young life, teenage life, and and even into college playing foosball all the time. And I already knew this, but I found some more trivia that talks about the fact this is one of the few films that actually accurately demonstrates how to play foosball rather Mm. than the idiots just spinning the fucking, Spinning (laughs) spinning and kicking it around. I mean, there's technique to it and, and it's some heavy shit and, I was never great at it, but I played with people that could do the shit that they showed really quickly in that scene. Um, so that was that, that. brought back a lot of memories for me. Um, there, there's a lot of talk of getting the Aerosmith tickets. They go on sale the next morning in Houston uh, for the 76 tour. That was the Aerosmith Rocks tour. Um, I didn't go that year. My first Aerosmith concert was the next year, I believe, for uh, Draw the Line. Because I've seen I've seen Aerosmith more times than I can count. They're like they were my first concert. No, so no. I guess it probably was seventy-seven, I was fourteen and they were my first concert. But yeah, that's what it was back then. It was you didn't you didn't go online and buy your tickets, man. You waited online and got your tickets. <laughs> you went down to the local ticket broker in the mall and you waited online before the mall opened and you got your tickets. You yeah. That's how it worked. So um I mean that's also when tickets cost like twelve bucks. <laughs> you know well that's because that that's because a band could actually make money selling albums <laughs> you know they could become yeah. rich by selling records not having a tour to make their money that's true man and I so, think
0: that's that's some of you know generationally that's some of the carryover that your generation has with ours is we we had the tail end of that like we still had mm-hmm. to go to Sam Goody in the mall to Sp- get and, uh, what
2: was right the, what was the other okay. store called uh,
0: um, FYE Coast, FYE to get yeah. our concert yep. tickets yeah yep
2: there was, a, yeah, there was that's one what more was. too. Um because they had the Ticketmaster desk counter, <laughs>
1: whatever it was. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, that's uh, funny because we used to go to record world, and record world is what turned into FYE. Oh. So okay. uh, we we actually had yeah, a connection's even more solid because it was the same fucking place, it's just a new name for it. But we had to go to the mall to the record world, and we waited till it opened and yeah, got in line and got our tickets. Like it was it was just what we did. So that's cool. Um so, we the gang heads outside to see the finished kiss statues. Um, that oh, were shit. I'm with. sorry, I'm sorry, I yeah. gotta
0: ask you because you're a foosball guy. Yeah, there were some like aggressively close up shots oh, yeah. of the foosball mm-hmm. action happening, and yeah. that foosball
1: looked yeah.
0: like it was covered in pubic hair, like it was it's just they were gross. They yeah, were
1: fucking gross. No, that was definitely that was because.
2: You I had a bunch of, beer
1: and shit on it too, right? Yeah the, yeah, the the foosball tables were covered in beer and other fluids, and then you'd be hanging over. Everybody had long hair, so your fucking hairs are falling down, <laughs> beard hair and all that shit, and it would pick it up. Oh, absolutely, it was gross. It was so absolutely like fucking the, disgusting. That's like
0: the the game used baseball, like it's got the dirt. Yes,
1: right it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pine tar and whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, that was uh, that was one hundred percent accurate. Absolutely. Um. And I (laughs) love so. Slater sees Mitch for the first time outside by the station. He goes, "Are you cool, man?" (laughs) And then Pink just lets Mitch know he's just asking if you get high. (laughs) That's all. In which way? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So then we, uh, (laughs) Mike, is having a fucking like traumatic experience getting over the hump to go to this party that he doesn't yet know doesn't exist. So he's like. He's like totally traumatized by this. So when they finally get to Pickford's and they knock on the door, the door opens and his dad's standing there and Mike just turns around and runs away. He might even want like a little eek or something. He just fucking runs away. He couldn't handle it. So, um, so now we get to our slow ride montage. Fucking fog hat, slow ride. I saw them open for Aerosmith one year. Oh shit. It's one of the best fucking concerts ever. Sounds Absolutely. like it. Oh my God. It was so good um was steven tyler
2: not an old lady at that point or was he still no like,
1: he was a young yeah he he's was a, young young young, hand, <laughs> yeah. a young woman on the hand a young
2: woman he <laughs> exactly. wasn't a complete old lady yet right
1: no he definitely wasn't my grandma yet <laughs> no he was uh he was young how I mean, many he, scarves
2: did he have on a stand
1: oh a lot a fucking ton of them okay. a fucking ton of them are you kidding me they were all over the mic stand speaking of pedophiles <laughs> yeah yeah recent developments well Recent, <laughs> not recent, but you know what I mean. Came out recently, but wasn't the uh, song? Yeah.
2: What was it like? Uh, was it Ragdoll, or is like I'll pick her up in the? It's like a, picking up a young girl, and
1: yeah, probably. I mean, listen, if you listen, listen to the fucking early Beatles stuff. Oh, yeah. There's some yeah. really gross yeah. shit going on in those songs. That's true, man. you know. But
2: no one will ever take the trophy away from Benny Mardonis the pedal well, no. Dragon.
1: Yeah, that's funny because, like I said, I never. When you start a guy, song.
2: She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. (laughs) It's literally the first. Like, and it's not even like he's pretending like he's young. He was like 40-something when he wrote this. And in the video, it's literally him standing at the front door of a house with the girl's dad opening the door. And the girl's dad mouths the words. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. They say, slams the door in Benny Mardona's face, who's like a 40-something-year-old man. And then he turns around and proceeds (laughs) to cry about the girl who's 16 years old. He can't have
1: it. This has to be a regional thing, because me and nobody I know ever heard of this dude or this song. You've I'm heard serious. this song? Like, I have never in my life heard. I know the first I I have heard it, but only because you talked about it. That's, I never yeah. heard no, of the like, dude. I never heard of the song. That shit, they can get played up. That that song is never played, have like, played up here, that's man. It's
2: like a it's on the well, maybe using in stations.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I no, I. I it would have been played on the, the right, the same
2: stations with Christopher Cross. I did listen and,
1: to the right stations, and that's why I never heard it. Okay? I mean,
2: you would have heard it playing like with Christopher Cross, Hall and Oates, like all the yacht rock groups.
1: Well, I didn't listen to that shit.
2: That's why you didn't hear it, though. But the song, most people know this song, but, but most why people, the
1: fuck? I don't know. Like, that's the question. Why would it even get played? That's the real fucking. That's question, what I don't it? understand. I understand that times were different, but that. That sounds like that was already over the line. Yeah. Oh but no. Anyway, yeah, it's when you watch. Just watch the music video. You'd be like, "What the? No, that's fucks? all right. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. need to be any more creeped out than I already am." It's certainly
0: I mean, less less subtle than Stephen Tyler, but but then again, I was a kid. Like when I heard "Pink" for by Aerosmith in that like nineties yeah, yeah. Aerosmith, yeah, and the line of belief was like "Pink is the shade of her cherry," and I didn't know what right. that meant at that uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. i don't know who i asked that question to I don't remember <laughs> that part of it but i do remember yeah. that they were horrified yep by the question oh yeah and, uh, yeah it. that's or, or that's what does
2: cool. it come with me little girl on a magic carpet ride yeah oh, I
1: know. No, no, no no there's it it there was, was too many terrible prevalent. songs it was prevalent and accepted yeah and completely the, accepted
2: because apparently you know i you know, I get older and they say the same age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey up. man,
0: out. Listen, it's easy to drag people through the mud you don't understand what they're going through <laughs> bad.
2: Yeah, I think he should stick to bringing Ben Stiller Tivos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So, uh we get the slow ride montage, we're back at the top notch again. Uh there's lots of flirting, lots of driving, uh you know, little quick cut scenes. Um Slater's in the back of the car. He's complaining about the girls in the class being prunes. He can't wait to get to college. Um, You know, just the the typical high school shit. You know, that's what's going on. So uh, we're at the rec center where there is a, I guess, last day of junior high dance for the incoming freshmen. Um, Carl and Tommy are looking for Hirschfelder at the dance and they find him sucking face and they very, very uncoolly. Drag him away! What the fuck is wrong with you? I know. Guys? I was like,
2: "What are y'all doing?" I'm like this, like, dude, like this kid's kind of like fat nerd. Like he's not getting any anywhere else. Hey, right, this chick's like him. hot for him.
1: Yeah, like what are you <laughs> doing? You leave him be. You go yeah. up on your own. You know, I would, I would, I didn't like those two for that at all. Like that, that's just some bullshit. Yeah, I was kind
2: of like, so they. Not only did they take him away from like making out and having his hand up a shirt and stuff with socks, yeah. but they got his ass beat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know, exactly. And then drank his beer. Yeah.
2: I mean, I I
1: understand that their goal was to get to the party to see the girl with the two handfuls of knocker, but that was just rude. That was straight up fucking rude. So, um, and uh, yeah, then, uh, you know, um, uh, Paranoid starts playing on the radio, and that's such a cool song. Yeah. Um, Again, back at the top notch. Um, So... The three guys, as Joe mentioned, they are now getting chased. Um, Hirschfelder gets caught by a Banyan um, who is squealing like the deliverance pig.
2: Yep, squeal like while, a pig. Re, re!
1: Right? While he does it very well. And uh, while he's beating the crap out of Hirschfelder's ass with that paddle. It's almost um, like
2: he got him someplace really uncomfortable, like the backseat of a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes so like really sells this asshole he really does it's it's incredible he's great at being an asshole he really is man like he's goddamn you were watching a movie and you're like i bet they're like that in real life like there's something in there that's not acting
1: it's just it's bubbling to the surface (laughs) uh so the girls arrive uh and you know they chat the group up just as hirschfeld is leaving um i think it was don who tossed no i forget which one of the the crew tossed Hirschfelder a beer just for taking it like a man Um, the girls get some beers from the guys and uh they head off so now we got a really quick clip I only picked this clip out just because it encapsulates a conversation that took place every fucking day when I was a teenager so.
2: also this this is like one of my favorite clips of the fucking movie too <laughs> I yeah. like love it I know mm-hmm. what he's saying yep <laughs>
4: Let me tell you what Melvin Toast is packing right here. I've right, got 411 Posi Track Outback, 750 Double Pumper, Edelbrock Intakes, Ford Over 30, 11 to 1 Pop-Off Pistons, Turbo Jet, 390 Horsepower. We're talking some fucking muscle. Hey,
3: man, I know you got this thing out of a comic book. I saw the ad, 295. It's right next to the sea monkeys, man. You see that over there? That's white light. You see the shoes on that thing? You got to get some tires. <laughs> These
1: are pizza cutters, man. <laughs> I just love it because, yeah, that was like an everyday conversation. That's all we did was sit around in the parking lots and just do that. Now, I never had anything like that. Like, I mean, I didn't mean close to that, but.
0: Um. no, and I got to tell you, nowadays, it's all about Lincoln for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: You know, but I love. What's the point of uh, showing off you have money if you don't have money?
1: Right. <laughs> Those commercials love, are terrible, by the way. Like, I oh, can't are, stand they're, them. They're horrible. They're also, horrible. all
2: a Lincoln is is a fancy Ford, so you can look fancy when you break down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. um, you know the the new Fords like are coming with heated tailgates, and oh, so yeah. when you live up north, you have to push it home. Your hands don't freeze.
0: No, get him, Jeff. Get him.
1: Fuck Ford.
0: Okay. I, don't, okay. I don't. I have no dog in this fight, man. I just think it's fun
1: Yeah, I also, mean. It, I don't care, but my dad was a Ford guy, so he beat your ass. But that's all right.
2: Yeah. Well, he had mm. to catch me first because he probably mm. broke down. Boy,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I okay. have really
2: strong legs from all that walking he had to do.
1: Uh huh.
0: God damn. Okay. Yep. I I also appreciate Matthew McConaughey's character's hairstyle in this. Oh, movie it's
2: so bad. Yes. Yeah. God
0: damn! Like I'm not even familiar with that hairstyle. You know. Yeah the seventies era, you know, I'm used to seeing like the feathered, the long, but mm-hmm. it just looks like the head of a dick. Like it's really, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm I think it's Texas, Texas working man. Do you watch think that? Um,
2: did you, of you watch the F is for Frank, that Bill Burr show? Um, yeah. yeah F is yeah, for yeah, family um, here. The neighbor on that show reminds me of Matthew McConaughey's character in this fucking
0: movie. Totally. Totally. Same <laughs> like same they vibe, had yeah.
2: to have like modeled him after this.
1: The same haircut. Shockingly. Everything. I didn't see that. <laughs> You'd enjoy yeah. it. No, it's an animated show, I wouldn't it? He a, works at Eastern Airlines. Oh, there you go. Right. In the That's 70s, cool. and he fucking hates it. And it's oh. Bill Burr. Yeah, that sounds like my dad. Um, <laughs> yep. So and I, I love I love the fact that Wooderson's car's name is Melba Toast. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The, the guy, Clint, who he's talking to, he has the he has the Trans Am and it's called White Lightning and it's cool. But yeah, Melba Toast. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But that's what he called it. So, um, so since the party is canceled, we are now hearing a lot of talk about a beer bust. Um, we know nothing about it yet. There's no details ironed out, but there's going to be a beer bust. Everyone's going to get together and have a good time.
2: Okay. What is a beer bust? I've been trying to figure this out. I don't a know beer bust is
1: exactly what you saw later. It's the party at the Moon Tower. It's just a fucking get-together in an open space with kegs, and, and you just fucking drink. And, okay. Like I it's just, an impromptu I, I party.
2: I could have figured out a beer must have been. They were going to go steal beer. They were going to go yeah, buy beer. No, it's, like, just, like, it's
1: just a name, and it's just like an impromptu party. It's like okay. a last-minute. Everybody just pitches in. I would have money, gone with
2: Beer Bash.
1: Yeah. The I word "bust" it, just kept you know, like throwing me off. I mean, off. we called them bashes. We called them busts. I mean, I, it, it might be a regional thing. I don't maybe. know. Maybe, but I don't maybe. know. I just never heard but the term. Yeah.
2: I, was, I kept trying to figure out what the fuck they were talking about. Like, are they going to go steal some beer? Are they going to yeah, go buy no, some that's
1: beer? It was like is that be a beer be I That's what
0: they were mm-hmm. referring to was the the theft of the beer. That's no, like a beer. No. I don't know. Fuck it. No,
1: I understand. I, I yeah. get it. I get because we call them. What,
0: but I can't speak for me and Joe, but I'm assuming because we're around the same age, they were keggers, right? Yeah, like keggers. Keg- yeah,
1: yeah. Keggers. yeah. Or raves. Yeah. Or intergalactic keggers. No. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah, no, it was a keg party, usually, as we call them.
1: Rip, rip torn. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> oh, that's Rip Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, that's
2: your thing. <laughs> Hello, Hello, I'm Rip you just Taylor. You knocked my headphones
0: off. Holy shit. You blew my headphones off. My
2: head, yeah. <laughs> the only reason not is because he was on the beginning of one of the Bloodhound Gang CDs. Yeah.
1: And no, he, I, he like, what would a, a comedian
2: genius like Rip Taylor be doing anything with these half-witted yeah. ass clowns?
1: <laughs> he was a semi-regular on Howard Stern back in the day and he was always just a fucking joy. He was funny. He used to be on Hollywood Squares and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I fucking mean,
2: loved Hollywood Squares.
1: yeah. So, uh, so there's more talk about this impending beer bust. Uh, Mitch sees Sabrina; they know each other from school, so they just talk. This is the worst of his acting. Um, I did find this little tidbit that he touches his nose 13 times in this scene,
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just
1: this scene, 13 fucking times. He touches Fuck. his nose. I knew it, man. Yeah. When he's talking about, Oh bang, you know, I hate that jerk. And like, it's just, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. It's just awkward to watch, you know,
2: he, like he, like uh, I said, he's like the dollar store, Joseph and Gordon Levitt.
1: Yes, exactly. Now I granted, I mean, he's leaps and bounds ahead of Jake Lloyd, but yeah, um, yeah he's still not okay. a good actor. <laughs> Not a good actor. Uh, so Jody talks to Mitch about the paddling, and Mitch realizes that it's his sister's fault because she told the boys to go easy on him. But she's clueless. Like she doesn't, this does not register with her that she is the cause of his pain. Yeah. Like, like, by doing that, clip. you put a target on him. Right? It doesn't click totally at all in her head. So now this leads to the clip. Okay. And we're going to roll it.
4: What's going on? God, I haven't seen you in so long. My man, what has happened? Long time, no see. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, what have you been up to? Same old shit, man. Yeah? Working for the city. Working, man, huh? Been thinking about getting back in school, though, man. Back in JC or something like that? Yeah, man. I mean, that's where all the girls are, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> but on the other hand, man, I just as soon keep working, keep a little change in my pocket. Yeah? Wait rather than spend my time listening to some dipshit who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about anyway. I know what you're
3: talking about.
4: Say, <laughs> so you're a freshman, right?
3: Yeah.
4: Well, so tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? Would you gonna end up in jail sometime, soon I know that. Fact. No, man. Yeah. No, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. They just got <laughs>
1: Yes, they do. Go. Yes, they do. <laughs> ah. so, is, one of the one of the most famous lines from the movie, but it's ultra gross. And what you can't even see, obviously, listening to the clip is when Don and and uh, Wooderson see each other and they greet each other. They fucking smell each other's fingers. Yeah, it yes, so skeevy. It is so fucking skeevy. It really yet is. I saw it all the time. Like that. That it didn't phase me because I'm just used to it. Cause that's what you did back then. But it's so fucking skeevy. <laughs> it really um, is.
2: The other thing um, and I've said this multiple <laughs> times off recording to you guys, uh, but for some reason, this movie, I've always said it to Eric, but I said it to Doug a couple times, but this movie and fast times original heights share the same place in my brain. And I can't, for some reason split the two apart, even though they're different movies. Uh, but aside from the fact of moving in stereo, like, going in my head every time I think of this movie, even though it's not in this movie song-wise, um, in this movie we get, you know, a person talking about being a pedophile, but we get an actual pedophile in Past Times original High. It's <laughs> true. Yes, very now,
0: true. Now hold on, so let me defend myself. No, it's true, <laughs> man. Like, it's, it's, you're talking about freshmen, so what is that, 14 years old? Like, yeah. it's, it's so... All right.
2: I'm Have gross. you ever heard of that Benny Mardonis song? That's
0: <laughs> what my
1: fancy. I mean, yeah, wooderson has gotta be 20 in this.
2: It's into yeah. the night, all right, all mm-hmm. right.
1: <laughs> he didn't just graduate, like he's gotta be like 19, 20, 21 yeah. years old. And he's, he's talking about such a 14-year-olds. <laughs> like it's <laughs> fucked up. Um, and oh well, Joe, that's the scene that has connected you to Fast Times because right before that clip played is when you hear the opening of Fox on the run. That yeah. sounds like the cars, you know, yeah. in the stereo. So, um, cause you can hear Fox on the run in the background when they're talking. Yeah. Um, but that's that scene. So, all right. Ah, there we are. So, uh, once again, the guys are back out in the car for another ride. Um, it, it, and again, that's what we fucking did. Like the whole night was, that's what, that's what we did. You just got in your car and you drove. You hung out somewhere, got in your car and drove again.
0: Uh see, that's this, another thing we have in common. That's all we did too. Yeah. See? Yeah. There you yeah. go. It never changes.
1: Yeah.
2: Now we did drive a lot. Um that was always a fun thing. I I really did mm-hmm. enjoy driving as young I, I mean it's still all I ever do is drive. Yeah. Um I yeah. I, I guarantee I've put over two million miles on my life span.
1: Yeah. Yep. I uh I I have now hit the wall. I hate fucking driving now. But it took <laughs> it took you know million million and a half miles and you know getting in my late fifties to fucking hate it. But I used to love driving. Um. So so they're back out for a drive. We got uh, ZZ Top Tush playing on the radio. Another, another another great song from this movie. Um. The theme of of this particular joyride are uh, trash cans, <laughs> mailboxes, and bowling balls. Um, where they use the trash cans to break a couple of mailboxes and then they goad Mitch and throw in the bowling ball out of the window uh through the rear window of a car of a park car um further actually establishing uh, uh Mitch's bona fides as uh you know as a, a rock solid freshman coming in you know the guys the guys are impressed with him after this um they stop for some beer and uh Don's gonna run in and get get a couple of six packs. Um, He's, he convinces the guy he's going to steal the beer, um, but he needs the freshman as a lookout. And when they get around the corner, he goes, I'm not going to steal it. I'm just telling him to do that. Uh, So he comes out and he acts, he runs out and he acts like he's stolen it, but he paid for it. But when they get in the car, an old Dodge Dart pulls up, (laughs) screeches up. And this absolute lunatic gets out of the car and, and comes up to their car because he's one of the mailbox victims but he's packing he's got a big ass gun in his hand um he he's pointing right at the right at the guys they're all shitting themselves um he tells him he's called the cops already and uh at the last second he wants them to get out of the car but they take off um, they knock him down but he gets up in time to fire some shots at the car luckily no one got killed that would have made this movie take a turn huh also <laughs> luckily he
2: didn't hit the fucking judge
1: and that's the and that's the <laughs> that's the thing about this. This is this is a very very suspend disbelief moment in this movie because there's no way that the cops wouldn't have found that fucking car in five minutes, okay? After that, because yeah. of how gorgeous and unique it is. Yeah. it's like, oh yeah. Wait a minute, that's Pickford's car. We already know whose car. Yeah, that it is. stands out <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Bright that Orange muscle
0: this. car with the uh, yeah. purple pinstriping on you the know? side of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: But. It's all good. It's all good. The goat. Know? Yes. So, uh, yeah, so they get away. So that's cool. Uh, we jump into the nerd. We're hanging out with the nerds again. <laughs> They're doing nerd things. They're talking about uh, Gerald Ford's uh, college football head injuries being the cause of the uh, um, lagging economy. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you three? Okay. Uh, they very much need some alcohol at this point and they know that. So, um we are back at the pool hall with a uh, um, a rock and roll Coo montage. Another fucking great song. Um, Melvin asks Mitch if he can run across the street to get a six pack of beer for him. Um, so you know, Mitch is a little stressed about this, of course, because he yeah. looks <laughs> like he's twelve. Um, he plays nerds, it pretty well. Oh no, that scene is great. That fucking scene is great. Um, the nerds, they 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 can't help themselves. They're still talking about nerd stuff, the uncertainty of life and this existential nonsense that they talk about, which I did too. So I get it. If I can get it, that's what we talked about. Um, So at the package store, uh, the clerk is (laughs) that clerk is so great. He's lecturing an expectant mother who's smoking to watch what she eats to (laughs) to (laughs) break.
0: They have
1: to sell her cigarettes. (laughs) Okay. And uh, Mitch actually, he plays this so cool.
2: There was a um a, a different director's cut where they didn't actually have um, a person there. It was actually a machine that was voiced by Carl's Jr. and it deemed her an unfit mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that works. I understand. Maybe that's where uh, where Mike Judge got the idea from. Yeah, a, so said, Carl's Jr. I'm eating. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Mitch plays a very cool man. He he walks up to that counter like he owns a place. Which is was
0: weird for me because I was expecting the scene I think everyone's expecting is like yeah. the, the underage kid tries to buy the alcohol and you know the clerk sees through it and
1: this was not that at all. He was just like, hey man. Well, yeah, I agree, but that's also a sign of the era. Like that wasn't it, it they they weren't hard asses back then it was okay the, the hard ass who would card you was very few and far between unless you were being a dick they would just sell you the beer because there were there was no repercussions from that nothing was going to happen if something happened so they didn't time. really care and, and, and that's he, why
0: i'm so nostalgic for this time
1: period is yeah, yeah. So, yep so absolutely free yes yeah. definitely um so yeah it's it's just Mitch pulls it up and he plays it cool. He even uses, uh, lines about being the working man (laughs) and maybe going back to college, you know, like he just steals it almost word for word. and It works. The guy's like, all right, he he gives him back his change. He goes, here's some more money for your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And, and Mitch is on his way with the beer. And, and that same actor, he played a a convenience store clerk in boyhood as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Link later brought him back for that. So, um, yeah. So that actually worked out pretty well for, for him. So, um, when he gets outside the packy, he Mitch meets the rest of his friends. They're sort of lurking around, hiding, and they meet him. And we got a quick clip, fairly quick, I think. But roll that clip, Joe.
4: Hey, Mitch. Hey, there you guys are. Hey, man, what's in the bag?
3: Ass ah, sixer. You owe me one, man. Yeah. They busted the hell out of Hirschfelder, too. Yeah, I heard. Hey, man, you over at the Emporium? Oh, yeah. Hey, is that bastard O'Bannon over there? Yes. I hate that jerk. Do you
4: guys want to get him back?
3: Hell yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, they are plotting revenge on Mr. Fred O'Bannon, and uh, rightfully so. So, We are, uh, we're back at the Emporium and the girl that Mitch met a little earlier, Julie is very impressed that he was able to score that beer. You can see it in their eyes. Like he's gone up a big notch, uh, in her eyes already. Um, so, uh, finally puts together the plan. The beer bus is going to take place at the moon tower. Uh, we'll, we'll see that a little bit later. Uh, and he starts to spread the word. Um, so it's, it's it's at this point that Mitch puts his revenge plan into motion. He whispers some stuff to Julie and her friend. Um they walk by O'Banion saying, Oh, they caught some freshmen and they got them outside cornered. So O'Banion's like instantly got a fucking rage woody and he wants to go out with his bat and beat some more freshmen up. So he he bites, he takes the bait and he and he heads outside. Um <laughs> Don grabs Mitch and gives him a quick bit of advice on how to how to you know score. With would with, Yeah uh, Julie With Julie Sorry uh, Lori's a sister That would be fucked up
0: <laughs>
1: With uh, The score with Julie And you know He goes on this thing About you You kind of You kind of got to be Standoffish about it And then He finishes it off By goes Sounds stupid But it works <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And you know what He's right It worked <laughs> So uh, We have uh, Our next clip This is the longest clip in the evening But it's fun
2: well, not the longest clip of the evening, but the longest clip of this movie.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> uh, here
2: we go. We got another one, huh, fellas? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, guys. You, you wouldn't
4: mind if I went first there, would you? Is that all right? It's kind of a personal thing between me and this little piece of shit here. So, we meet again, huh? <laughs> y'all hear this little motherfucker's mom pulled a shotgun on me this afternoon. Fucking bitch, you—you you haven't had any lick
2: yet have you?
4: Hmm? No. Woo! Another cherry, boy.
1: Get the fuck off the wall. You no, know, son, you have to be the dumbest. Oh. I'm gonna find
4: you. I would like to dedicate this first lick to your
0: mother, fucker.
4: Huh. not yet oh, it's getting warmer
3: what the fuck <laughs> remember me you pig i'm all through the of i'm, I'm
4: should have seen the look on that fuck's face. Get oh, yeah. yeah, oh, 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 in. Jesus. Steve, him that little fuck. Get away. What's the matter with you? It's fucking pitiful.
2: Fuck. Fresh shit. What the fuck are you looking at? Huh? Keep your fucking ass right now. I'll
1: What are you smiling at, freshman faggot? Fuck you.
4: Fuck all of you! Fuck you!
1: Damn it!
3: This. I swear to God, I'd never come to a top notch, and here I am sorting through jalapeno burgers and soggy fries. Here, take them.
4: Alright, alright, alright. Oh, How you doing? Pretty good. Cool. You heard about the party being busted, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? Not to worry. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. It's out at the Moon Town. Full of kegs. Everybody's gonna be there. You ought to go. Okay. Okay, we'll be there. Okay. Say so you need a ride? Uh no, I got my own car. Thanks. Yeah, well listen, you oughta ditch the two geeks you're in the car with now and get in with us, but that's alright. We'll worry about that later. I will see you there. Alright? Bye. I love those redheads, man. I know. We had geography together, remember?
3: Oh, great. Oh, God. Dick. It was so creepy. Uh. Why are you smiling? I thought he was cute. You thought he was cute?
4: Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old?
3: Oh, (laughs) Cynthia, what are you thinking? Oh. I don't
4: know. So we're going to still go? (laughs) Yeah, what the
3: hell? I guess. (laughs)
2: At least one person had the fucking balls to call him on his pedophilia. I
1: know. We were like three years old. And at yeah. least she's a senior, but she's still underage, and it's really gross. I love those redheads. Imagine having the balls
0: to roll up to a woman in a car and ask yeah. her if she needs a ride. Right? Yeah. Like that's the move right there.
1: Oh, you're yeah, clearly, definitely.
0: You're clearly driving. Do you need a ride? Like, what the <laughs> fuck?
1: You Um, you should ditch those two geeks and come with us, ride with us, but we'll worry about that later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, the all right, all right, all right is that's part two, but it's, uh, you know, that's world famous. So, um, so yeah, we've got a, you know, we, we heard, uh, you know, kiss rock and roll all night, kick in. There's another montage with that plane. Everybody's heading towards the moon tower. Um, they're all having a, they're all having a good time. Um, you know, the nerds are walking in, and Mike drops just a freaking, you know, throwaway comment about uh oh, somebody's smoking pot. And Clint from earlier, the uh the trans M driver is a fucking lunatic. He's played by Nikki Cat. Um, he takes offense to this and he wants to beat the shit out of Mike. Uh Pink breaks it up. Um, but but Clint's he's riled up. Um, but then again, so is Mike at this point. Uh the boys climb the moon tower itself. It's a giant tower, observation tower, wherever they are. I thought it was um, a water tower. Oh, maybe it was a water tower. Was it a water tower? Yeah, because it had show. like
2: signs like "Do not enter city property" and that kind of stuff on it.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, it could have been a water tower. That's true. Um, it's funny because Slater tries to scare the shit out of Mitch, saying that the, you know freshman. Yeah. He he hit his head at every rung on the way down. See, also, I always
2: wondered like how much of the '70s show stole from this movie.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. There was an influence. It was a big influence. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's funny how in this scene, if you listen to Slater's voice, it's deeper and it's less stoner-like. It's like he forgot his accent <laughs> for this movie a little bit. Just in this scene, it's kind of weird because, like I said, it's deeper and way less, you know, there's way less affect, stoner affect in the voice uh, than there is through the rest of the movie. It's a little jarring, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, you jumped to a quick scene about you know again mike is ranting about Clint he, he can't stand it you know the neanderthals the alpha males He blah 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 he keeps going on he wants to kick his ass even though he knows he can't um we see sabrina talking to tony now uh the flirting begins between the two of them uh so you know that's cool um <laughs> the boys talk about football yet again uh you know that's a common theme um and then uh dr john's right place wrong time starts playing as we get a little, a little scene of Mitch wandering very drunkenly through the crowd. He's sipping his beer, but he is fucking cooked at this point. And he's just wandering through the crowd. And they're all it's funny, they're looking at him because these are people that they know he's a freshman and they're kind of questioning why the fuck he's at this party with them. But he doesn't, they don't know how cool he is <laughs> yet. So um uh yeah. So Julie finds him and they hang out at that point. So we've got another clip to roll real quick. And guess what? It's about football and the play.
3: <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to talk, you know, about you quitting football. Or is it just this pledge? You're not inside the pledge, right? That's what it is. I don't know, man. Well, maybe I'm not into any of it anymore. <sighs> not in any of it. Man, the biggest mistake in your life, Pink. No one quits senior year, pal. Especially if you're starting quarterback. I mean, we got a shot at state. <laughs> Kick some butt this year. It's what we've been working for all of our lives, man. Me and you, Benny, we're gonna be champions together. Look, uh, All I'm saying is that if I do play next year, it's, it's gonna be on my terms, not theirs. You just remember one thing, Pink. It ain't just about you, pal. It's about us, you know, me, Donnie, Mel. You'd be fucking us over. Or maybe he's just fucking scared. Have a nice night.
1: Yeah, so Benny's pissed. They're all kind of pissed. And you know what? He's not wrong. Because they have been a team for three years and probably even junior high into high school. And now he's sort of, you know, maybe leaving him high and dry. So I understand. And the other thing I think this drives home, especially for me is that it's when you're in high school, like Benny's talking about, we've, we've dreamt about this our whole lives. You're 17 or 18 fucking years old, man. You haven't dreamt about anything your whole life, but at 17 or 18, you have like, this is deadly serious shit for mm-hmm. for the, for these kids. Cause I remember like when I was that age, like everything was serious and, and I look at it now and I go, man, you got wrapped up in that shit. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? So it's cool the way they demonstrated that, that the way Linklater wrote that in that. Yeah. I mean, it may sound silly to, as an adult to hear them talking like that, but yeah, it's fucking deadly serious for them. And Benny's pissed at his friend. So, um, we jump to another quick montage uh Cherry Bomb by the Runaways is playing.
2: Yeah, every time we I hear that most... song I think of um Scott Pilgrim versus the World.
1: Oh yeah, and Guardians and and yeah. it's used yeah. it's I don't know. But even from I mean, Guardians I, what... I
2: still think of Scott Pilgrim every time I hear it cuz they did the whole like the yeah. battle scene in that movie.
1: Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh I mean I who knows what the official tally is, but that's one of the most used songs in in movies ever, you know, it's Cherry Bomb cuz it's just so fucking good. Um, so we see more party hijinks. People are really drunk now and high, they're tripping and falling. Uh, we cut through a scene where uh, Michelle and the gang. So, Michelle is playing guitar, Mila Jovovich She actually is a singer, and and you know, she can play guitar.
2: Yeah, I was looking at the chords, um, I was like, okay, she's really playing.
1: You know, she's playing, she's definitely finger picking. She's playing, um, and she's very high and she's singing a song, and they're philosophizing about the fact that it's about alien cults and George Washington. Um, and then again, some trivia I found is that that is her original song, and that sure. she had she actually has a 1994 album called The Divine Comedy, and that song is called The Alien Song. Um, but she she has a whole at least one album out, and after this movie, or during this movie, something pissed her off, and she was gonna quit acting altogether and go music full time. And she really didn't act much until she got offered the part in Fifth Element in 97. So I don't remember what it was that pissed her off, but something went down during the filming of this movie. So um, here's where uh, <laughs> this is also one of my favorite little scenes where Cynthia is is talking to the gang uh, and, you know, more f- philosophizing um, and, you know, she states the 50s were boring and the 60s rocked and. The 70s, well, they suck because, you know, they're in the 70s. So the 80s will be radical. And then she she ends the thing by, it can't get any worse. <laughs> and how fucking wrong was she? Because the 80s were shit. Okay. Absolute shit. So uh, then uh, we have Stranglehold, the only song I'll even tolerate listening to from that fucking human dickwad. Nugent. <laughs> um, because no like Cat is such Scratch fever. Oh, fuck that shit. You want to talk about a guy? Talk about a fucking pedophile! Oh God! Everything yeah, song you ever wrote is talking about banging thirteen-year-olds. He, yeah, he's, he's pretty a, bad. He's an awful human. He's a. I will say the one thing human.
2: I ever liked about him was when he hunted hogs from a helicopter. Though that was
1: pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I. I. And back then, I loved him. I mean, yeah. Back then, Cat Scratch Fever and all that shit, we loved it, but. The funny thing is, that's not even him. That's not him singing, first of all. And it's not even him playing guitar <laughs> in that fucking song. And he is a good guitar player. So, yeah. so anyway, that starts bag. up in with another with another montage. <clears throat> uh we see Mike, he's off in the woods by himself. He's drinking some more liquid courage because he really wants to get Clint back. Uh so you know, Pink, who we talked about Pink and his girlfriend, um Simone at the very first scene, but they haven't been together pretty much since um it's been a really weird dynamic even when they've been in the same scenes together so at this point pink and jody wander off and they hook up um for a little bit until jody reminds him that he's got a girlfriend and he's like what girlfriend because that's pretty much it um S- slater goes on about was- george washington again growing growing uh pot and and martha being the woman behind the throne so to speak for you know fixing you know taking care of a man. Yeah. Washington grew hemp. He didn't grow up. He didn't grow pot. <laughs> he grew a lot of hemp. Um, but yeah, Slater's convinced of that. Um, and Mitch is, Mitch is, he, he's jiving with Julie, but the, the guys won't leave him alone, man. They, they call him over, give him advice. And I love his line when I think it's Melbourne. It says, you're going to, you think you're going to get late tonight? He goes, how do you know? I already haven't. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's got a, he's a cocky little fucker now. Cause he's had some successes tonight, you know? So, um, yeah. And, uh, so, (laughs) so then we again jump to a quick scene. Uh, so Sabrina's hanging out with Tony and, and a very, very intoxicated Darla comes by being the asshole that she is. She tries to get Sabrina to air raid and Sabrina doesn't do it. And Tony defends her and doesn't let her do it. Uh, Darla loses her shit and threatens to make, you know, the next year of Sabrina's life, a living hell but I guarantee you that she will not even remember that incident the next morning. So Sabrina's got nothing to worry about because she was repped. So that's already out of her head. We don't, she doesn't have to worry about that. Um, Mike is, he's, he's peaked now. He's, he's had enough alcohol and anger built up in him. He walks up behind Clint and he pours a beer over his head. Clint turns around and he gets a good shot in. Mike does get, get, he gets a good shot and he knocks uh, Clinton down, but you know, Clint's a bit of a badass, so he gets up and kind of starts knocking the snot out of Mike, and it doesn't go exactly like Mike yeah. planned. His whole plan was, "I'm going to get a shot in." He might get a couple of shots, but then somebody always breaks up the fights, right? <laughs> and yeah, they did, but it took a little while. So he got he got knocked he got knocked around a little bit, and then uh, then Waterson and, and Pink came in and broke. He
2: laid down um, that Hebrew hammer.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, so Skinner's Tuesday's Gone plays as the party winds down. You know, there's a quick shot of um, someone trying to hit that keg for the last last bit of beer, but it's already out. So, you know, they did what any you know good respecting party goer will do: is put a cup over the the keg, you know, so no one else tries it. Um, Jody teases Mitch about being drunk and having and having to get and her having to get used to the uh, traveling in the same social circles as him. um, Yeah, you know, now that they're you know he's he's a cool kid. Um Watterson goes in for the kill and he sets up that date with Cynthia uh, and then reminds her about uh front row Aerosmith in two weeks. Um uh the nerds then pile in the car with Sabrina and they head for breakfast.
2: Hey, um, hey, hey, I hope the curtains match the carpet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh Slater has an idea. He has the idea to light up right on the 50-yard line of the high school field. So they all head there. Um, and I love like the one, the one thing that that McConaughey pulled off well is the, the progression of drunkenness and high, yeah. like his character, right? So like, when they're piling in the car and Don's like jamming himself in the back seat, you know, like he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, watch the leather, man!" <laughs> <laughs> he starts fucking cackling to himself because he is so wasted. Um, they make it over to the football field and they're yucking it up. They're having fun. They're getting high, they're making fun of the coaches. Um, and uh, Mike's, we jumped to Mike in the car w- with Cynthia and he, he's pretty, he's proud of how he did. He's got a, he's definitely got a romanticized version about how that went. <laughs> yeah. He's got battle scars to show. And he, he, you know, he thinks he, he thinks he came off. All right. And that's fine. If that's what he needs. That's what he needs. You know, uh, Tony walks they're talking while Tony is walking Sabrina to her door and uh, they hook up for a minute um that's a cute little romance you think that that cuz he's a nerd so he's going to treat her right so that's cool she seems like a cool girl so yeah. um you know so so they got something going so that's cool and we're back at the football field and we're going to just play another clip we got two more clips left
4: not to indulge in any alcohol, drugs, sex after 12, oh, or any other illegal activity. God, <laughs> oh, my shadow. later, paper, Found that in the glove compartment, man. And
3: you know you're the third person who's giving me this today? God.
4: But what do you reckon you're gonna do?
3: I don't know, man. I'll probably end up signing it. I just don't want to give in so easy.
4: Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're gonna try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this, the older you do get, the more rules are gonna try to get you to follow. (laughs) You just gotta keep living, man. (laughs) L-I-V-I-N <laughs> Man, if you're gonna sign that paper, man You should throw a little grass right in the middle, man Roll it up, yeah. sign the joint, man That's gonna it's tell them something That's what I'll do
3: Yeah, <laughs> assholes Yeah, so what? They're all a bunch of assholes But you gotta think about it We've had a lot of really good times right here, Pink
4: Yeah, I mean, come on, Pink I can't believe this You act like you're
0: so oppressed And you guys are kings of the school You get away with whatever you want What are
3: you bitching about? Well, look, all I'm saying is that if I ever start referring to these as the best years of my life, remind me to kill myself. Well, all I'm saying is I just want to look back and say that I did it the best I could while I was stuck in this place. Had as much fun as I could when I was stuck in this place. Played as hard as I could when I was stuck in this place. Dogged as many chicks as I could when I was stuck in this place. (laughs)
4: Discuss. Yeah,
3: right. Premature <laughs> <But your> ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. That's good, man. Is that the cop? What the hell? Oh, no. hey, yes. you get
0: over here. Get over here.
1: <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I I dig I dig what Don said. Um. You know, that's a pretty cool cool way to look at it it's certainly a better way than pink whining about he's whining like a bitch. Holy shit. Oh, these are the best days of my life. I'm going to kill myself. Shut the fuck up. Cause when you become an adult, that is the best time of your life. Eric and I talked about this off air. It's like, fuck you. Okay. Hmm. If I, if I had known then that those are the best times of my life, I would have had even more fun than I did have. Okay. Um, so yeah. So the cops come and, uh, we assume they're going to get in trouble. Uh, We cut to a scene with Mitch and Lori. Uh, They're laying on a blanket. Um, Sort of the sun, sort of the sunrise is sort of almost happening. Um, They're hooking up. And all I did was drool over that fucking beautiful red Maverick grabber. Because that's what I want. (laughs) I want that car so bad. Um, Is that your
2: choice of the cars from this movie?
1: Oh, no, 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 it's not. That has sentimental value for me because I had one. I didn't have, I I had a non-grabber with a grabber engine and tranny in it. So I, I experienced part of that. So I, I, I just want that just for you. nostalgic reasons. I you mean, know?
2: which car are you choosing from this movie?
1: Um, probably the judge. I can't, it's hard can't not to, on. but I also like pass that it up. but that's Chevelle is fucking, that's gorgeous. just Chevelle. Yeah, that black one. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's tough. I, I might, yeah, I don't know. One of those two definitely, but that Maverick grabber has a special place in my heart. My dad was a Maverick guy. Um, I owned, my dad owned like five different ones over the years and I owned three, two of my own and one that was a hand-me-down. So it's just a thing for me. And that, that 302 with the racing tranny and it's fucking hot. But Oof. anyway, I'm Oh, digging, I'm oh, i kind of that, digging the El Camino, man. Yes. No, exactly. Even the Underrated. pickup trucks, man, the yeah. pickup trucks in this movie, every car was fucking cool. So, um, all right. So we are going to play our last clip and then kind of wrap this up. Floyd, Dawson, get your scrawny butts over here.
3: Morning, Coach. So what the hell's going on? Why am I getting wake-up calls from the cops? Oh, there was nothing. They just left you now. False alarm, Coach. Come here, Randy. Come here. You've been out with those losers all night. Hey, Coach Conrad. Remember me? <laughs> Second period gym class fucking slater that's the kind of people i was telling you about trouble like this means nothing to that bunch of clowns you're the one with something to lose <laughs> how could you don't even know that randy how can you even I, pretend I, to talk that way huh okay Randy. i shouldn't do this but i'm willing to wipe the slate clean and forget about all of this i want you to finally get your priorities straightened out quit hanging out with a bunch of hoodlums and sign your commitment to your team have you done that yet I'm still thinking about it no one's paying you to think about it just do it son you know coach i gotta get going me and my loser friends you know we gotta go get aerosmith tickets top priority of the summer oh uh, coach uh, i forgot i might play ball but I will never sign that.
4: That's rock and roll. All right, man. Living. Shit. I'm getting my third win. Let's get on the road. Let's go. Are You gonna come, man? man? No. Shotgun. You guys not going? You're yeah. These are keys.
3: I'm
2: buggy on out of here. Hey. Let's do it. So that's that, huh? All right. Play. I never get
1: shotgun. I never get shotgun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, Pink laid it out for Coach. Um, he made his stand, and you know he'll play. The coach will let him play because he's good. So, um, we jump to Mitch trying to sneak in back into his house. Uh, his mom catches him immediately. His sister sort of jokingly ratted him out. Um, his mom reads a very liberal riot act to him. <laughs> he did not get in trouble at all for that, you know. She tried to act tough, but it didn't matter. He heads into his room. Um, he puts on the headphones, and this plays.
2: Floyd. Wrong
1: clip. Dawson. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. There you go. So, yeah, Foghead starts again, and um, we see the gang in the car heading into the sunrise, not the sunset. They are off to get their Arista tickets. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, is dazed and confused. Yep. All right, man. Yeah. So uh some good shit for me definitely like i said it's it just it means more to me than just about any movie that we've done on the show and that i've seen you know even though it's not my favorite movie but it is it means the most to me and that's why i brought it to the table folks so um so yeah we want to get right into the ratings I, think so. I am a
4: movie yeah. critic by trade and until recently I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic... Rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred
2: million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks,
3: just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks, it stinks, it stinks. Are you not entertained?
1: All right. Are you not entertained? I was entertained. So just to remind our listeners, uh, we rate on a scale of zero to five. Any decimal point in between is fair game. Um, So, you know, you can go if it's a perfect movie and you think it is, you give it a five. If you think it's the worst movie ever, you give it a zero. We don't care. Uh, so let's start it. We'll start with you, Joe.
2: Okay. So I'm slightly dazed and confused on what I want to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. I enjoy a lot of this, but at the same time, there's parts I just don't enjoy. Um, I'll start with everything I really like about this movie. Love the soundtrack. Love the cars. Love the casting. Love the idealized like life that I can't ever picture but it <laughs> yes. seems really fun. There's a lot of fun stuff in this movie and there's a lot of like horniness which I also am cool with. Um but the thing right, about all right, all
0: right.
2: yeah, th- there are a couple things I just don't like about the movie. Well like I said, like it's hard for me to relate to this. So I don't get that cool nostalgia factor. I know Um, Eric, you said you kind of got nostalgia for something you didn't even live through, which is cool. I just, for me, I can't do it. I want to, I really wish I could. Like when you said that I was so jealous, I was like, man, I wish I could like, (laughs) but this just was so foreign to me. Like going to Miami, this is not how people are. Mm -hmm. So it was just weird. Miami in the nineties was not the same as Texas in the seventies. So I don't know. It's hard for me to connect with on that level. The other big problem I have, which Sherry, watches this with me today also. There's no fucking story in this movie. Like, there's no plot. It's just random shit happening. <laughs> like, and for me... I don't I, disagree. I, I need to have a plot in a movie for me to... I'll never watch this again. I guarantee you, I just will not watch this again. Because... Mm-hmm. um, What's funny is the other movie we're doing is a half hour longer than this movie, and this movie felt way longer. It just... It just... Draw, like, kept going on and on because, like, it didn't seem... I mean... I guess the plot of the movie was Get Through This Day.
1: It was a day in the life. Yeah. It was a day in the life. That's so, what it was. So and to I, me, I understand it was remember. a cool
2: collection of scenes and a cool collection of things going on. It just wasn't what I want in a movie. Mm-hmm. I want a well thought out story and a plot and something happening and it just not there for me. So as a movie, it fails, it fails what I'm looking for. But as... A collection of cool things I enjoy it so I'm like I said I'm so confused because I enjoyed it but at the same time it's like it's not what I want
1: mm-hmm.
2: um if that makes sense like I it know it makes
1: complete sense to me
2: it's like I said it confuses me it dazes and confuses me because like I uh, can see all the cool like elements there and I can see like if I was able to rearrange them into like more of a coherent like plot how I'd really love it but just the way it was presented I'm going to go somewhere in the middle on this movie because I still think it was really good. The cars are good. The soundtrack was good. The actors were good. Uh, mm-hmm. McConaughey, just his performance. Like,
1: I don't know. I don't like it. I just don't like his performance. Ooh, again, it's his, it's his first movie role. So, yeah. but I, I understand what you're saying. You know I mean? Like, he's definitely grown as an actor. What's funny is for like, then. he's the weak link in the movie. and He's the one that everyone quotes. Like,
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Affleck fucking killed it. Like, Affleck was, like, a, a fucking Oscar-winning actor in this movie because, like, he, I believed him. Like, I believed his character 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I the, want...
0: The impotent rage, man. Like, they yeah. reverse carried his ass and shit. Yes. I
2: want to say somewhere in the threes for me in this movie. Um, okay. Just because, like I said, it's, to me, it's it's hard to relate to. And it's not... The plot's not there for me. So I'll probably go, like, a 3.3 on it.
1: Okay. I totally get it. I totally get it. So, um, all right. That's cool. So what do you got, Eric?
0: It's funny. I don't disagree with you, Joe, in in that um it was not a plot driven movie, but it also wasn't a negative for me that it was just sort of like this vignette <laughs> yeah. of that's what of I'm saying, day. like
2: it's weird because I, I kinda like that, but I if I'm watching a movie like, like I said, I'll just never watch it again. I've seen it now. Like
0: i got you like i made that comment to my wife i said it's interesting that there's there are main characters but there's not really a main character you know it's it's doing the thing that a lot of movies do where they jump from story to story they intersect in ways you know certainly but not in a way that's
2: um like this would have made a cool netflix a netflix series like Give me this like a longer, like take this, make it longer and give each person like a story over, over a season and I'd be in.
0: I got you. I got you. We'll see. Like I was going to say, I agree with you, but I don't agree with you because it didn't bother me so much that it wasn't, yeah,
2: that's, you know, that's that, just that we didn't
0: stick with Mitch, the whole movie, you know what I mean? Like, Or, yeah. or that it wasn't. So I, I kind of appreciated what, what they were doing with it, which was just kind of like, we're going to transport you to this particular day you know this time in these kids lives and and that's what felt so authentic about it to me so um i think i liked it a little more than you did because um not that i related to it more like i said it you know it's not my my era necessarily but i i felt transported to it like it didn't feel yeah um,
2: no i understand that and and i think the word authentic is perfect for this like it really did feel authentic
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely did um there's some cool performances in it like i said affleck was pretty impressive as a douchebag because you know it it informed my opinion of him as a real person like that's i guess a credit to his acting you know what i mean because uh i believe that that man is really a douchebag (laughs) so um yeah i i dug uh, you know goes without saying the music was perfect absolutely perfect i don't know that I would have enjoyed the movie as much without it, um, like on a on a on a Spielberg John Williams level, like oh it just absolutely yeah totally complimented mm-hmm. the thing. So I'm gonna go a little higher than you. I'm gonna give this movie um a 4.0. I think it's really really good. And and unlike you, I think it is rewatchable. I just think it's yeah. Like, th- these um, are
2: all me problems. These, these aren't the problems with it. It's yeah. just problems with what I'm looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I got mm-hmm.
2: you. So yeah, then again, 4. I like BioDome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, yeah. you know, I'd like to take you to task about the whole pedophile thing. You know, it's not, <laughs> it, you got to keep in mind it's a different time. Yeah. Yep. All right.
1: Absolutely. It's all right. Like, all, right it's like, all
2: right. How old are you? I'm 18. It'd be cooler if you were 15.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <Yep. laughs> no. No. So, yeah. 4.0. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, I, I totally respect both scores and it's funny because Joe if it weren't for my connection to this yeah my score wouldn't be where it's going to be because I agree with your points as far as a movie goes you're right there is no plot and the, the plot points that did tie things together this fucking pledge it was too much
2: yeah but like, I didn't I, care
1: about the pledge right at any point but again I think I think having watched it now with a more critical eye, like this week, as opposed to the million other times I've watched it just to enjoy it. I I touched on it during the episode too, in that I think part of Linklater's goal was to, to demonstrate how important things are to kids of that age that really aren't that important in the grand scheme of things, but to them it is their whole life. So And it validates that because a lot of times, like even you know, even my own kids would come home and they start whining about shit. You know, in my head I'm going, "Oh, just shut up," but then no, this this movie helps understand that validation that to them it is their whole world. It's a small world because they haven't experienced things yet, but that means that it's even more important to them because they don't have the life experiences. Yeah, so I think it did a great job of demonstrating that. But you're right, the stories there's there's a lot of jumping back and forth. And and there's not a lot of tie together that's going on. I understand why, but, yeah, it got me a little bit. So, anyway, all that said, uh, it's, it's a 4.3 for me.
2: Okay.
1: Fair. I mean, as much as I've said, because I also said in yeah. the beginning, I'm not going to blow this movie because it, it's just a straight-up fact that it, it connects to me on a level that no other movie yeah. does. But – I understand realistically, and I, I, I'll bet you that if I did this movie in our first year, I'd probably give it like a four point eight or four point nine. But yeah. well, we were way nicer to movies in the beginning. Also, we were, we absolutely were. But I also think I understand the goal of our show, and you know that helps me be look yeah. at things a little more critically now than I did before. I I, I was a, I was a fan. I'm still a fan. Like I'll yeah. watch this movie in a month as a fan and you know, just absolutely orgasm over it. But yeah, other, I tried to I look into one it. one of the other things critical. is like,
2: I didn't care about any of the characters.
1: No, of course not. Of course like, not. There's I no didn't th- invest
2: into any of their stories. There's a
1: lack of connection because I, I, I walked in with that connection Yeah, and you didn't. And I, I get, again, I totally get it dude. Well, Yeah. So,
2: plus, like I said, with dude. all the jumping around, they never really get you to right. care about any specific. Exactly.
1: Person. It was more trying to get a handle on, the cliques. Yeah. Like the groups, there's the stoners, there's the jocks, there's the, the nerds. And then there's the, the combination in between the crossover, the sort of the Venn diagram yeah, of those three groups. And what both of you said,
2: like I completely understand what they were doing with this movie. And they executed yeah. that flawlessly. It's just, yes. it, to me, yep. it just wasn't enough of a movie.
1: Nope. I get yeah. it. I totally get it. Um, I um, really do.
2: What I was thinking of the music on though, it was like, what Hot American Summer did this, where they made the movie, then the show. Like, if they made this movie and then made a show, like, carried on the characters and, like, you got more yeah. into them, I probably would dig that. I they think did. It's, it's a called great...
1: Freaks and Geeks. That also drove home for me.
0: I think but. it's interesting, though, is if they, they took this same approach but made this movie take place in the early 90s. It would hit you in a Maybe, different way, possibly. You okay. know what I mean? Absolutely. You're like, oh my god, this is exactly what. But it would have to take place
2: did. in the hood in the mid '90s. <laughs>
1: sure, sure. You and, know, then they and could just
2: could. call it Friday.
1: Isn't that isn't that called Menace to Society? <laughs> yeah, don't be a menace to society, like <laughs> yeah. or
2: menace to South Central.
1: <laughs> no, I meant the actual Menace oh. to Society movie, not not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not the Wayne's brothers. Yes. <laughs> oh, exactly. Boys in the Hood. So,
2: oh, I love me some hood movies. Yeah. So yeah, they those yeah. resonate to me though. I guess. Oh yeah. Cause I get it. I can. I, I, like I said, I see where you guys are coming from on that. Um, yeah. it just, for me, just doesn't hit there. Yep. And I, and I'm jealous that it doesn't, I wish it did. <laughs> like, that's the thing when, like when Eric said, I'm nostalgic for a, move, a time I didn't live in. I was like, so jealous. I was like, man, I wish I could feel that. Like, I just don't feel that, but I wish I could. Mm it sounds amazing
0: i think i'm more susceptible to that like i can watch movies that take place in the 50s and even as like a darker skin guy i'm like oh yeah i could totally fucking go to the sock hop and shit like you know if realistically like that was not in the cards for me in Mm -hmm. you know 50s americana it's like oh yeah i could put myself in that in that world
2: yeah, I can feel you on that. It's just, yeah, for me, I don't get get that feeling. I wish I did. Like, I really wish I did. I wish I had more of that, but it just doesn't exist in my shitty brain. I mean, I can put together the most ridiculous situations and jokes from literally anything out of nowhere, out of thin air, but I can't like feel like I belong somewhere. I don't.
1: Right. All Right. All right. Well, so yeah, folks, that's, uh, that's dazed and confused. And that's our, our thoughts on dazed and confused. Um, I, I do think,
2: Anybody should give this at least one try though. Give it oh, a Oh, absolutely.
1: Watch. What I would like to do, Joe's, I want to, also, I want to, uh, let's include the Spotify playlist for the soundtrack in, in the, okay. in the show notes. All right. Just to give people a show chance
2: notes. to, <laughs> I know, I know. Something new, You know, I need to go back yeah.
1: and just type a blurb for every episode. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, and even like, you know, hit us up in the in the Patreon chat or in in the group and let us know, you know, what you think, what you thought of the episode, what you thought of the movie. If you watched it, if it made, if we made you want to watch it at least once, let us know. That'd be cool, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah look, even me um, with all the, what I said about it, I still think you should give this movie a chance. Yeah. And maybe you're something. Maybe you'll like it.
1: You know, at the very least you can you can see what my life was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll understand a little better why I'm as fucked up as I am. Speaking so. of a
2: day in the life, that is my favorite Beatles song.
1: Yeah, that's a great song. It's a great song. In so.
2: case you ever want to play uh trivia of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, Joe's favorite Beatles song is A Day in the Life.
1: And a Day in the Life. Great. There you go. All right. So we mentioned the Patreon. So we do have some people we want to thank. Yeah. Uh they are they are a group of folks that uh they are patreon members they're patrons of the show so they support us financially um levels start at one dollar a month and honestly if that's if if you can do it we'd really appreciate it i mean we do we do put a lot of work in here um and and if you enjoy it maybe consider doing it so we're going to read a list of these folks because we really appreciate them we'll start off with hannah christ uh then we've got Peter Bianco, uh, we've got from the Tone Jerks and the Second Button Podcast Brian Gower, from our very own Just Surprising Podcast Mister Will Lehu, from the Like My Pedals Podcast, the Texas State Bible Champs Podcast, the Texas Ice Ten Four Podcast Mister Tony DeGraw, we've got Mister Michael McVeigh, uh, Mister Adam Al Sayed, Michael Van Zant, and. Last but definitely not least, Mr. U-G-Rection. Thank you very much, Mr. Rection. Thank you can You can find us at patreon.com backslash M-O-T-C-U. Oh, uh, yeah. Again, consider it, man. A buck a month. That'd be cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, just for yeah. the else, it makes us feel good. Yep.
0: Yeah. And as always, remember. Visit patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U
3: to support the show, you cheapskate.
1: And, and we would obviously also... I never remember because I always read the uh the uh <laughs> web address and then you play that because I'm uh, <laughs> no 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 it's fine. <laughs> yeah
0: Let, let's also take this opportunity. Thanks, show sponsor Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm.
1: Mo 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 if you were
0: injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. If you want to relive your glory days, watching motherfuckers talk about pedophilia in a roundabout way. Do not Como. No,
1: but if you are caught breaking mailboxes with garbage pails or bowling balls, you can give Mo a call if he... He doesn't want to deal with it. He'll know somebody will help you deal with it. I'm sure he can refer
0: you to some yes. sort of criminal defense situation.
1: Yeah, you know, there's got to be somebody who specializes in mailbox mailbox uh, destruction. So
0: If yeah. you injure your own ankle with a homemade spanking paddle, <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I don't know who's at fault there. You could sue yourself, perhaps, and call it. Very home. true.
1: Oh, and I do have to very quickly say, I forgot to bring this up during the episode, that uh, Melvin's Uh, Paddle is called the soul pole. And I think that's perfect. (laughs) I think it's absolutely perfect. The soul pole. That's my nickname in high school.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Better than the soul hole.
0: Yeah. Sometimes the soul pole found the soul hole. And you know what happens? The soul pole finds the soul hole. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) So.
1: All right. Well, that's all I I got, folks. I think we good.
0: Absolutely, there's only one thing left to do.
2: All right, all light, all
1: lights. <laughs> Sorry, that caught me. That tickled my funny bones. Yeah. All right, all right, camera. Yeah, just go with it. Just, yeah. just. fuck off.